0: February twenty first, two thousand ten is the Watt from Pedro's Show. from Pedro Show. Uh Sunday here in Pedro, maybe rain tonight, Brother Matt. Yeah, a
1: little bit. Sprinkle a little early. Yeah.
0: Yesterday I went out paddling early because I thought it was gonna come down. But it held off all day. Uh fireboat two was out and I think it was because of that air raid thing. Oh yeah, yeah. I and mean, that's the biggest fireboat in the world now. It's a tractor. And it was in the marina. It's like,
2: what the fuck is
0: it doing? Usually, they got the little number three or five with the little ladders in the front, mm-hmm. but they, this was the big, big mama, dad. yeah. And uh, I saw another dead fucking pelican. Oh man, yeah, I, saw, I got a corner of my eye, and I wouldn't, it's a heartbreak for me. Yeah,
1: Bird Center is pretty packed,
0: so right? yeah. Dana Point, I have a friend in OC who's been taking care of them. Dana Point, like hundreds, Why they don't, not? they don't know. Oh, yeah, we are a guest here, yeah, brother welcome. Matt. Welcome aboard, flee. Hey. Yeah, but it's a serious thing. This thing with the pelicans. Yeah, no, what is it? But they don't exactly know why. A lot of them, the cause of death, starving.
3: Right.
0: So, so they don't know what 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 is up. Also in Portland, where they come down, usually migrate down the yeah. Browns. Uh, they're not. They're staying up there.
1: Right.
0: They they don't understand this behavior. I mean, they really made a bounce back from the seventies. They were really endangered because of the DDT. Right. So when they stopped doing that, dumping that in the sea, the shells got hard again. Same with the peregrines and stuff.
3: All that, like the bacteria is shifting. The chemistry of the ocean is changing, right? Because the ocean is becoming so acidic. It's mm-hmm. not alkaline enough. And all the probably the little things they feed on aren't aren't uh, surviving and right, destroying yeah. them, right? That might, yeah, yeah. That is heartbreaking.
0: Big problem with the man building living stuff gets rid of wetland.
3: Right.
0: And there's no filtering when there's a rain. Right. And it runs right off. You know yeah. surfing, right? Yeah, if yeah. you go out after rain and sore throat rock. Uh, yeah, you don't yeah. want
1: to go out after rain in the city. Yeah, what well, of oh, got a yeah. staph infection. had to have a big chunk of his head removed. Uh, a guy? Yeah, yeah. Is that your surfboard sitting outside on the deck there? Uh, the neighbors. Yeah, uh-huh. is, sitting is there surfing there. around here in Pedro? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lately. last couple months has been awesome. Right. Yeah. yeah, we've got a couple, like, our big Wednesdays, like, Every ten years, that <laughs> You know because, <laughs> you know
3: I've seen uh, up in Malibu when I was living up in Malibu, I used to see dead seals fairly often, or like dying seals on the beach. On the beach. Yeah, that's
0: real. Like. Yeah. To do. You yeah,
1: know? yeah. Big old thing.
0: Do you know that we got a hospital up where I practice the angels get? Oh, oh, right. Yeah. There's one for mammals, marine mammals, and there's so one they for come birds. And call them and
3: they come pick
1: them up.
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah one I time, uh, there was a sea lion on a buoy and had. Uh, a net around his mouth and just cutting into his flesh. I told the lifeguards they called up the people, they came out and got him. Yeah, it's. I don't know what people are thinking, you know? And you hear about the honeybees too. Mm. You know about honeybees?
3: No, it's not. Big kill. Really?
0: They're dropping off, and if, you know, parts of the, the big system start disappearing. Yeah. You know about the frogs, right? No. They kill off on frogs some of these things like honeybees and tree frogs very sensitive right. so it's kind of a little you know when they, when they bring the canary down in the mine
1: right because right? Right.
0: you couldn't smell the carbon monoxide yeah, yeah, but the yeah. canary fell over whoa something's wrong Yeah. this is kind of like this right? like wake up something's up yeah, yeah. you're losing your honeybees you're losing your tree frog your pelican your sea lion
3: yeah.
0: and you know meanwhile we just blindly charge on you know
3: yeah, man. You know, and you see every time I read uh, stuff about the environment changing and global warming and the scientists, they've been saying, you know, of course for years they've mm-hmm. been saying, you know, we've got to stop it with the with the, with the emissions and we've got to mm-hmm. cut down on fossil fuels and everything. And uh, But now they're saying, well, it's like, yeah, maybe we'll get it, but it's too late. Too yeah. You know, it's irreversible. Yeah, everything's Time's related. Tides turned to too down. powerfully to be...
0: And uh, there will be... Um, economic thing and we'll be uh, lifestyle will be third world and yeah. you hear this claim you know uh, I think we need to master a little bit uh, brother man uh, well third
3: world you know, thinking about the third world like the worst thing it ever I know I know because you
0: just went and visited <laughs> and you know people get by right yeah they're dying all right kinds They of might things. not have the right electronic toys or whatever, but uh, re- I'm wondering about quality of life what's it about? Is it really about material?
3: I mean, it varies it's not not a yeah. black or white thing, but, yeah. you know I just came back, I just got back from Ethiopia, and um, my time in Ethiopia, the feeling actually the feeling that I left with yeah was that Africa is the future, you know um being there, being in Ethiopia, and after, I went to Nigeria last year, too, with the same group of people.
0: So this time east, last time west.
3: Yeah, yeah. And, and um, the, though, Nigeria, Ethiopia was a lot mellower than Nigeria. Very friendly place, everywhere you went, people had, you know, smile on their face. Um, one time I was walking down the street with this guy, this Ethiopian guy, and he's like, man, I gotta, I gotta take a shit. And I just went and knocked on someone's door, some stranger's door. You now use your bathroom, yes, of course, come right in, you know. Yeah. And uh, wow. it's just like that's the general, that was real indicative of the general vibe there. Like people are just really helping each other out and really sweet and kind and just great. And, and uh, the music there, man, the wow. music was unbelievable. I mean, there I is some
0: that technology, welcome. right? People got uh, leashes, of so.
3: Yeah, 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 they have those. But. They, they have those. I mean, it, it's. It was In a week, it was really hard to gauge. You know, you see a, there's a lot of people that are really poor that have nothing, that are living in huts and yeah. stuff. And um, and then there's people, you know, living in big McMansions.
0: But it's yeah. a kind of mix where you're in a hut, but you might still have a, a dish. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, like I saw this one guy, like music, I went to see these guys uh, playing traditional Ethiopian music, and this guy's playing this chorale, which is like a five-string instrument, basically made out of wood and goat skin and, and the, the string, I don't know what the string's made out of. But um, he's playing this traditional music, and then he whipped out his cell phone, and he had like a corral, he had a pickup hooked onto it, playing through an amp, and he whipped out the cell phone, sort of playing it with a cell phone, and getting <laughs> feedback and like Hendrixing out on this traditional thing, <laughs> oh, you know, which was which was amazing. Uh, so know? kind of
0: mixtures. So
3: yeah, but mixtures. But you know, I I didn't, from what I saw, out even when I was in like rural areas and people were living in, in huts and stuff, they all seemed healthy and happy and yeah. That was, you know, from what I saw, you know, I mean, I know, you know, the famine that was, people always think of Ethiopia, they just think of famine mm-hmm. and poverty, and, the, you know, that famine was going on in the 80s, right? Like Right, the, really bad. In the early 80s, and we're getting all these images of people starving and stuff, and I think that had a lot to do with, because it was a communist country at the time, right, and uh, they really weren't getting any help, you know, especially right. from, from the West, you know, and, um but there's no famine there now. I think they have, you know, there's probably some, some hunger problems in parts of the country. But in general, you know, people seem to be doing pretty well there, you know. Yeah. And um, I don't know if being third world, you know, whatever that means, I mean, you know.
0: I just hear this argument like if we try to do something with the climate. Right. You know, there's a debate, right, and I've heard positions oh, but, on oh, one side oh, saying.
3: that we become third world, if we if stop we, making we, the money yeah. off the corporate...
0: Uh, uh, Yeah, we we try to put in control on uh, greenhouse gases. Oh, that means things are more expensive. You have to be spending money on that. Uh, You might, uh, people are losing jobs. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I hear this kind of thing. And and, and, um, I'm thinking you're kind of saying like you, you don't want to live like a lot of people maybe are in the world. Of course, they would like to live better, too, right? Yeah. But what is better and worse when you get to it? Yeah, I mean, it's like... Is it quality of life, like your health?
3: Yeah, I just think if your spirit is is alive and happy and curious and vibrant, you know, that's really what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. I mean, I like making money as much as the next guy. I mean, look at me. I'm in this big corporate rock band, you know, but it's like, I just, that's not what my identity is wrapped up with in terms of, you know, my happiness. And I know I didn't get any happier when I started making bread than I was when I didn't have bread. But I don't know. You know? I don't know. I, I think it's always like it's kind of human nature on the most part for people to always kind of try to amass stuff that they seem to yeah. day, you know?
0: But also think about the future. You know, if they do poison the, the deal, too bad. No, yeah. nothing for the grandchildren. Yeah. For
3: it's, I don't know that thing too,
0: because you have uh, kids, so you think about oh, them, yeah. right? I think
3: about it all the time. I mean, my general thought is, fuck the corporations, you know, quit polluting. You know, that's Probably. what I always think. But, but then again, I'm sure I'm hypocritical in a lot of ways too, because I enjoy a lot of the, uh, the comforts and luxuries that come from from uh, unscrupulous behavior on the behalf of many, you know, global environment destroying things. So, yeah,
0: like to get you know, down here, you took a car. I yeah. drove a car. I do generally in my I own town. Usually,
3: I drive an electric car, and I have solar panels at home. But you know, wow. that's also like totally elitist too, because you got to have all this bread to do it. Oh
0: yeah, you because know? they haven't made it econo enough. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, not affordable. But yeah. um, but anyways, but but Ethiopia, man, I just you know, no, I'm not real. I'm no. So how did this trip come about? about? What? Oh, well, it, it came Just about, I, I, no, oh, no. I should not
0: curious.: Oh, I should say, we, we started off with John Coltrane playing underground. Oh, you
3: want to play that first?
0: No, I already did it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Song of the Underground Railroad from Africa Brass. And then we heard a Groovy Seaweed by Waki Ne, which is kind of a Japanese kind of jam band, but they use traditional uh, percussion and all this. Cool. And I'm curious how the trip came about.
3: Yeah, well, I, I met this guy, Damon Albarn. I don't know if you know who he is. He was a singer in the band Blur in England. Now, England. And now he has okay. a group the gorillas, like a cartoon uh, hip-hop group, and also uh, The Good, The Bad, and The Queen with Paul Simonon. all you know, oh, the uh, bass player. Tony Allen, uh, the Fela, the great African yeah. drummer, Tony Allen, Paul Simonon. They made that record, The Good, The Bad, and The Queen. Fela's
0: land was Nigeria, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, Lagos. And, and, and what happened was, last year, yes. I get this email, he started this organization called Africa Express, um, where the basic concept of it is they get a bunch of musicians together and go to Africa, different yes. countries in Africa, and just cultural exchange, just hear as much music as possible, jam with as many people as possible, and exchange music. Yeah, I you know. Yeah. And I think he was kind of inspired at a certain time, they had the when he was growing up, Remember they had those Live Aid concerts, yeah. and they had one recently. And uh, they have these big Live Aid concerts, and it's all these big, you know, American and European stars, and they're all, like, saying, you know, help Africa and everything. Yes. And, but for the average African, they're just like, what is this bullshit? Like, they look at this thing, and it's like, no Africans involved.
0: All right, you know, right. you look at Live Aid,
3: and it's like, not one African. You know, you got all these big stars, and, right. and uh, no Africans, and, and uh, Damon, he was just like, this is ridiculous, you know? And I'm um, not that damn sure that they help some people. The
0: money's probably some.
3: I'm sure the money, some of the money, whatever. I don't know the specifics. I know you could be but,
0: cynical and say, well, it's kind of self-promoting.
3: Who? Yeah, I don't really know. Yeah. I don't know the specifics of but, it. But I from I an outsider,
0: know. you could look at, or like these cats you're saying right, in but the I land. Did, yeah,
3: I do know you could watch just like three-day-long concert, <laughs> and you wouldn't see one African. <laughs> you know what I mean? And but like the African cause was And African. there's a lot of them. Yeah. You could, there's a lot of good African musicians to sure, choose sure. from, you yeah. know? So anyways, he decided, like, that kind of, like, got under his skin. He decided to start this thing, Africa Express. And I got invited last year to go to Nigeria with them. And being a, a huge, you know, that's where Fela comes from, and the Afrobeat comes from, from Lagos. And Fela being one of my all-time favorite musicians. and And I was also told that Tony Allen was going, who was like... I think the greatest drummer walking on the planet, you know, and, yeah, cool. and uh, it was an opportunity to go to Nigeria and I always like when I was growing up, it was my dream to play with Fela. Like I once met this guy who showed up in Lagos, Nigeria, went to the shrine, which was Fela's club there. Yeah, yeah. Knock, knock, knock. I really want to jam and like played with Fela's band in, in Nigeria.
0: Wow. You yeah. met a son?
3: Yeah, Fenny. Well, I met him on this trip. Oh, okay. And
0: because uh, he was playing some festivals last year. Yeah, yeah I was He with plays tours.
3: He, he does his thing, you know. And he's carrying out. He's, he's Afrobeat too. It's different. You know? Well, his
0: pop brought him.
3: Yeah, yeah. He on with stage with the gigs in yeah, sax yeah, and sax and totally. <laughs> and and, and um, so, anyways, I, I went with him to Nigeria, and that was incredible. You know, I mean.
0: So what it was was like gigs with Africans.
3: Yeah, totally. Well, this time so when I went, to, it was different. The Nigeria yeah. trip and the Ethiopia trip were totally different. When I went to Nigeria. You know, Fela had this club called The Shrine mm-hmm. where he played like five nights a week or whatever. He constantly played there. It was packed. It was like the social hub of Lagos, you know, yeah, yeah. and the wickedest music, you know, you have to yeah, Right. And um, it burnt down at one point. And it was all kinds of crazy shit happened, you know, there. He lived
0: He had with trouble with the government, with, I know. The government.
3: Well they threw him in jail all the time. His mother uh, They killed his mother, they yeah. threw her off the roof of his house. Yeah. He had the Calakuta Republic, which was a you know, sort of like a compound, compound yeah. where he lived with all his peeps and everything and and um, they uh, they just you know would come in and just beat the hell out of everybody and right you know, right and, and um, anyways that that that's a whole story but but um but that burned down and Femi the son of Femi Kuti rebuilt the shrine the new shrine and um it's a big place it holds I think the size of the Hollywood Palladium or something okay. a few thousand people no it's just like a big airplane hanging with a stage at one end it's not like <laughs> f- fancy like that or anything but um but a, a but a great place and so. Last time I went with a bunch of musicians, and uh, everybody, we all like, got in a hotel, we, in a, there's a backyard in the hotel, and we all set up amps and drums and just like rehearsed with all, all these Africans you know, from different people, from, from Senegal, from Ghana, lot of Nigerian musicians, and we all just jammed all day long, every day, and worked out a show, and then we went one night and had a big show at the Shrine, which right. was insane, without doubt, the craziest show I've ever played in my wow. life. Because a lot of it was it was just jams, and like everyone kind of sectioned off and formed little groups and did little sets, and I yeah. ended up like being a complete jam slut, as you know I am.
0: With a bunch of sets. I just jammed with everybody. <laughs> and like
3: everyone was asking me, too. Like every time I turned around, someone was going, just do this, do 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 singing some bass line in my ear, you know. But when we played for them, it was like, when the people liked it, and the Nigerians liked the music, it was like. Yeah, it looked crazy. To me. I didn't like it. Throwing shit at oh, wow. Oh. off <laughs> Intense. Complaining like square groove. Yeah, like scary, you know. And um, but great, you know. I mean, I met so many like super nice people there. Nigeria and Lagos is considered one of the most scary, dangerous cities in the yeah. world, you know. And and I did have a feeling of being like we had like a security guy with a gun and everything. And, yeah, yeah. And I kind of like it. Felt like a lot of times. Like, I'm kind of glad that dude is here, you know. Which is a weird thing to say, yeah, yeah. but like, and it's also just not knowing where you are. Or, you know, or you're in the city or at some beach, or somewhere, and feeling like if I got lost here, I'd really be fucked. It's not like you're just gonna get a get a taxi back to the hotel. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it was you know, it's a sprawling place, man. You know? So so anyway, that was Nigeria, and then this year they went to Ethiopia. And um, so I went again. You should go a lot. I loved you, You should man. go. The closest
0: I've played in Africa is Tel Aviv. Right,
3: right. It. Africa, man.
0: You know, it's a whole continent. And incredible. I haven't it's played incredible. any gigs.
3: You go there and it's like another Have you planet. played South Africa? No, never have.
0: Because there's gigs there.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, now that I know about the Shrine in mm-hmm. Lagos, like when the Chili Peppers get up and running again, you know, we're breaking a new guitar player and doing all this stuff and everything. We get up going. Oh, I didn't and, know. You yeah. know, John
0: was on the show.
3: Yeah, yeah. He told me.
0: When he came out with that, uh,
3: Josh uh, Klinghoffer? Yeah. Josh is our new uh, guitar player. Oh,
0: yeah. He's the guy he made the record with. He brought him yeah, on remember. over and they made the solo album and he wanted to talk about the record. Yeah, they've
1: been playing together for years. And. uh oh, so Josh's new guitar player.
3: Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's cool. a nice cool. cat. Young yeah. yes. oh, beautiful. guy. Yeah. Beautiful
0: guy. We dug cool. He played uh, some synthesizer yeah, yeah. in the jam. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, Because before that, he was doing ones with um, Omar and. Uh-huh. Joe Lally. Right.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good.
0: And what? so this was the newer thing. I didn't know about yeah. his, this collaboration. Well, he
3: and Josh made like 10 records together or something.
0: They are, yeah. I know good. there's a lot of Omar and Joe Lally ones.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Maybe yeah. he goes on runs. He <laughs> just
3: goes. Yeah. <laughs> so he left the band. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, he just, I mean, you know, of course, you know, like with any decision like that, it's not like one reason. Yeah, yeah,
0: you know, yeah. I can, I he didn't, didn't talk around. about any of that.
3: I can't, you know, I can't, I can't speak for him, but I, I, I know, like, whatever decisions John makes, like, that is, I mean, his love for music is so intense. I mean, yeah, yeah. about, like, him nurturing.
0: And he's music. still making music, right? Yeah, always.
3: Yeah, really passionate. And his
0: buddies, them. the new guitars. so. Yeah. Did he, like,
3: yeah, yeah, well, advi- so, well, uh, advise you know, him? It, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're yeah. great friends, you know, I mean.
0: Or so, what, 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 what did he say? Suggest, hey. Josh uh, we do know, we know.
3: Well, Josh was on tour with the Chili Peppers, too. Like We had a second guitar player for a while. That was oh. So it was kind of like this guy who was already in the family. And
0: okay, okay. Kinda,
3: you know, it's more important for us to like play with a bro. Yeah, yeah, right.
0: You know. Yeah, I mean, we learned from
3: that.
0: Okay, before. so when the band gets, you're going to go play the Shrine? Oh,
3: yeah, so that's what I was saying. It's a great gig in Nigeria, the Shrine, you know? I mean, it's perfect.
0: <clears throat> now, what would you find in Ethiopia? Clubs?
3: In, you know, Ethiopia, yeah, so in... in, in, in in Nigeria, the whole we got there, the whole thing was geared towards this night of the gig. I mean, every night we'd go out to the shrine it's like Nigerian hip hop and all kinds of crazy bands and stuff, and it was great. Um, in Ethiopia, we didn't have a gig; it was just about checking out as much music as possible. So we went to clubs every night in Addis Ababa, which is the capital, right. where we stayed mostly, and we went to this town called Harar, which is where actually where Rambo went. You know, our tour yeah, Mar- yeah, where he was Running really guns. Yeah, well, he actually like got the real scoop on that. Is he didn't really do it. Oh yeah. Really? Ethiopians about it, and They're like, okay. they're like. He like, was called Abyssinia then. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. like he really he um he lived there for a long time. He loved yes. it. He fell in love with the country. Right. You know? Um, but he once he, he went to like someone asked him to help him supply guns once. Yeah, yeah. And he did it like once and like lost all his money and it was a failure. And it was just like one time, one shipment of guns. Really, what he did was coffee. 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 That was his thing. Okay. He made He made good bread, like like importing uh, exporting coffee.
0: The music. Because uh, you think of Haile Selassie, <laughs> you know, reggae. Well, they don't even
3: like reggae in Ethiopia. That's what I was uh, going to no say. This is
0: what I heard from other yeah. people.
3: And Haile Selassie is big over there, man. They yeah. love him. The Lion. They, yeah, they love Haile Selassie. And but Red the Red. reggae
0: guys kind of hooked on to him. Yeah, yeah. But there's really no music connect.
3: There's no connect at all with the music. Okay. There's no kind of reggae in Ethiopia. Oh. And, and it's funny, like, I mean, I've met lots of, like, Jamaican, land yeah, yeah, right. Really, right. they consider Ethiopia like the motherland. It's right, right. The last place left standing, and
0: sure, this, sure. You know
3: this Ethiopian thing, and if it's the last place left standing, I'm all for it. Cause it's the greatest place I've ever been. I really felt that. Like I left that place thinking I just had the greatest time of my life because that place was so uplifting yeah. all the time, man. I mean, granted, it's like you know when you go someplace that it's so different and exciting. And it's just so different. Like, uh, everything exactly. was so new. Like just driving, we had a bus, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, just driving down the street, and looking all constantly, I was amazed. But just when you meet people that that um that are you know but like have so little compared to what we think that we need, yeah, you know what I mean, like, sure. And that, that are so generous and giving and kind, and it's really inspiring. yeah. Can I take a dump here? Yeah, exactly like that. Or in
0: New York City, I got to plan out my route. You oh know, yeah, my, totally.
3: My yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's so, so many things happen there. Like I went, we went to this. Uh, I mean, I met like great artists and intellectuals, and, and like these ladies. These ladies sang. I got a CD of them singing. Maybe we could play it. I, they're, they're, let's play these, some right now. Yeah. Well, this was this was. I bought a bunch of different things, but let's play all, this right when, now. When we went to Harar, we met these ladies. These three, like kind of elderly women, and they sing this kind of uh, traditional uh, Ethiopian music. Just three ladies singing. And one playing tambourine. There's a bunch of different um they sound like they sing and then stop and sing and then stop and it's all just on one track. So there's music and then stop, and some of it's great. I mean it's all great, but there's a little there's a little gas. It's high quality, is that
0: the name of the song? Uh,
3: <laughs> 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 no, that was like one of the guys came had a real good recording with mobile before ah, anything. Okay.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I'm
1: Yeah. I, saw a a great like. Ma- I saw a great Malian band <laughs> last night. Oh yeah, uh,
3: Tinaro here? Yeah, it's they played Royce Hall last night. Incredible. And these guys are from the northern part of Mali in the Sahara. They're Bedouin. They're they're uh, they're uh, you know nomadic peoples, yeah. and, and they have this band rock band. They got really into like they heard certain rock music. These guys they went to train to be in in, in uh, soldiers. And they heard, somehow, they, they heard uh, some uh, Hendrix.
2: Wow.
3: And they got guitar, then they went back and like, made guitars with strings and tin cans and shit, and then ended up getting real guitars to start the Spanish and since the 70s they started. And they got the wow. heaviest groove, man, Tanarwin. Wow. Check them out. They're amazing. Amazing. Last <coughs> night, it was like, it was mind-blowing.
0: So they're kind of desert Bedouin, you're saying. Yeah. So maybe some Arabic
3: influence. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But ten rock ten music, in. though. It's and
0: mixed t- with Iraq, rock,
3: yeah. T-I-N-A-R-T-I-N-A-R-A-W-E-N. And there's an E in there somewhere, right? it might be like T-N-R-O-N or oh, something cool. like that. If you Google them, you'll find it oh, yeah, That sounds bitchin'. And they're, they're amazing, man. T-N-R-O-N.
0: And what we heard before was um, the Quotan... Koat singers.
3: Yeah, and this band—I can't remember the name of it—but they're one of the best, like traditional instrument bands. Look, they
0: played on in, the, in this, this club, the Fendika club.
3: club. Yeah, they played the Fendika now, Club. Is the Fendika Club the club the guy owns a uh, dancer? And what was his name again? Blake. Uh, Ma- Blay
0: Ma- is his I don't last want to say. name. <laughs> his name wrong. Not Carla Blake. But, uh, Not yeah, Paul Blake. No, uh, <laughs> his,
1: his name is uh the legendary poet guitarist, Soul Rebels from the Southern Sahara Desert.
0: Malaku, ballet.
1: Yeah,
3: Malaku, I think.
1: Malaku. Oh, yeah, look, yeah. he's got a waste of space place.
3: Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no. M E L A K U
0: F E N D I K A. So that's the name of his club, Fendika. So Meliku Fendika at uh, the MySpace place. You can go and check out.
3: It's worth going to Ethiopia just to go hang out at this club and have a beer and dance, man. Traditional Traditional dance teacher. (laughs) you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah, and he started out by conking out behind the club as a homeless kid.
3: Yeah. Through
0: tip money, ends up buying the club. Yeah. Yeah, check that out. Yeah. And then ends up, Exporting it with dance, uh, touring,
3: yeah, yeah, uh,
0: putting on gigs in his own place, yeah, and and great, yeah,
3: and great music, and the dancing, like he really, like he's a dance teacher too, right, right, and these dancers yeah, yeah. are just amazing, and the I dancing guys, I have again, it's, on my it's phone, a
0: shoulder but, thing, <laughs> <the> sh- <laughs> right, right, yeah,
3: the shoulder moves, man,
0: <laughs> he gave you a lesson.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had a dance lesson, but it was hard to do the moves. He was, he was, really, And then when he gave us a dance lesson, also we had like the, some of the main instruments that they used there, which was the corral, the masinko, and, uh, you know, and drums, and then the bass corral, which I tried to get one at the last second. I, I had one and couldn't get it. Like How is, is it five the, strings too? It's five strings, and it's, you know, it's, it, it, it's like real wide at the end, and then it has a piece of wood at the end with like a goat skin... Resonator, yeah. but they pick it up, and it's a great sounding bass. Like the guys playing on this, we're gonna hear it's bass. It's a guy playing a bass corral, guy playing a regular corral, which is like a guitar kind of five string thing. Right. And uh, a guy playing a flute. Do they have
0: pickups on them?
3: Yeah, these have pickups on them. Yeah, and a masinco, okay. which is a one string um, instrument, and uh, what bow? Uh, yeah, with a bow. Yeah, a masinko. and uh, and drums. No kick drum. It's just a hand drum.
0: And they were like the house band.
3: No, I think they just do a gig there. They played at this place like twice a month or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. But and you I can't I saw them playing Loving name. Place, too, and he's the name of their band. I don't know. But I know that they were slamming. Yeah. yeah. I mean, That's what's good. Important. Is that what's playing right now?
5: Uh,
0: I'll, I'll go get it now.
3: Oh, oh, I see, I see. I
0: just want to feel people no, in. Yeah, they were
3: real nice guys, and, and, and I jammed with them, too. Like, we went and jammed with them and kind of ruined their music. You think? <laughs> well, there were parts that were cool, but also, like, they're... It was, it was difficult. The time? The time and to incorporate into their rhythm, you know what I mean? And to them come across and it kind of got kind of muddy, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, there were good moments. There were great moments.
0: They probably don't have a lot of experience playing with the... Different. The West music. Yeah,
3: real different rhythms, you know? Um, but they're like, but so friendly and open. And
0: what kind of amps? What kind of equipment?
3: They had like a... Man, I don't even know... I don't know. Is it it's
0: fancy? Was it econo? Not fancy at no, all. Totally no. That's what I thought.
3: Yeah.
0: What yeah. about drums? Trap set?
3: Um, no trap set. Hand drums. Hand, hand drum. drums, they play with sticks and with hands.
0: And microphone. But it sits up
3: like a trap set on, on, yeah. a, on a stool and with a few drums, but there was just no kick drum. You know? Okay.
0: Tambourine? Percussion?
3: Um, and this band did not have percussion, um, but, but oftentimes they would have percussion. Like when we see people just with singers, they would have a percussion. Okay. And then, and then we see a lot of little bands where they'd have like a keyboard, like a cheesy electric Casio keyboard. <laughs> um, and like a keyboard and then a, a bass chorale or maybe a bass guitar and a chorale. Maybe a masinko. Yeah. And, and you start off thinking it's kind of like a cheesy sound and all of a sudden they start getting down and it's like, these guys are amazing. <laughs> you know?
0: They bring it to whatever they're playing.
3: Yeah, I got can one make of those. that
0: come out of a Casio.
3: I got, I, got, I, got, I got one of those too. I got one of those... Uh,
0: Casio Jam? Yeah, one of those Casio bands,
3: and they're really good, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine,
0: because of the human spirit, yeah, no matter like, what the fucking device.
3: Yeah, and plus, like, like, when like we went to Harara, we saw a band that was one of those kind of bands, and it wasn't as good. Like, it was kind of like a smaller town. It was like going to see a band, like in Fresno or something, you know? Yeah, right. Like, and they just weren't as hip, you know? But still, they were great. Like, it's, like for me, it was still, if that's all I would have seen, I would have been so happy because of, like... Just the the starting point is so different in the sense, yeah, of yeah, yeah. and the phrasing is so different. And I just up trying to figure it out all the time.
0: Right, know. right, right.
3: Yeah.
0: What about key stuff, harmonic, and melodic?
3: Um. Well, it, most of it is modal. Um. Really simple changes, but but the modal, the modes are different. You know, real okay. different scales. A lot of yeah. microtonal stuff because on, on uh, the string instruments there's no frets. You know, so they have just different scales. A lot of quarter tones. And, yeah. Right. And, right. And. Uh,
0: because I think people, well, U.S. people, closest connection to Africa are the people who came there, but it was a long time ago, so you're thinking blues music, you're not going to really hear that in Africa, yeah, uh-huh. Because the, the big space between,
3: yeah, the, yeah, the peoples, yeah, I didn't hear hear anything like that there. I'm sure you know, there's definitely you know. Exchange. Well, you,
0: you were talking about the Mali, yeah, Mali.
1: There's there's a little. There's bit some. There. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also got
3: the that one. That
1: yeah. I saw last that night. That had the Hendrix I They just floated so, some, so I'll get some in a
3: spin. Oh, yeah, center. cool. Yeah, because they're like, uh, you know, they heard blues and Hendrix. And, like, one thing they really liked was Dire Straits. Somehow oh. they heard Dire Straits, <laughs> and they really connected with it. <laughs> and that's, like, you know, a big thing for them.
0: Well, Dire Straits is kind of a blues... Thinks go round, you know? Yeah, no, it's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it gets, you
3: know, and it, people hear stuff, you know? It's and like, Jimmy,
0: Jimmy had all kinds of blues in his playing. Oh. So Africa comes back to Africa no, yeah. through all this filter. Fela,
3: you know, Fela, yeah. he was, he came to America from Nigeria in the 70s mm-hmm. or, the, or the late 60s because he wanted to play James Brown, right. R&B, funk, you Fun. know, and he lived in Hollywood and he yeah. was, was, you know, getting in on like all like the funk and R&B scene. But then he was like, he realized, I want to go back to Africa. I want to be African. But he bought back this sensibility and created this new African music, to Afrobeat. You know, from getting into... Right. I heard know, hear
0: Jamaica was like that, too. They were listening to R&B guys. Yeah, and That yeah, was yeah. just their take Yeah, on. a lot
3: of doo-wop, too. All this whole... Right, and it just and became... Yeah.
0: So Africa comes back to Africa.
3: Yeah. It all comes around, man. Like, I just... I, I was but like, I would like
0: what you had, the first-hand experience, because I... It's so little we get here. You gotta go. It's the real I deal, I you know. What I can't mean?
3: even really explain right how it felt for me there. Because it, it like it felt it, it's hard for me to put it into words, but it, it was so exciting every moment I was there. I felt so full of emotion, like I was laughing, like tears in my eyes the whole time, you know, I just felt so full of like just the visuals alone, the way people dressed, the old buildings, the old streets, the just the setup of everything it was amazing. The dress.
0: Any yeah. flannels?
3: No flannels, man. <laughs> a lot of a lot of like those uh, you know, guys wear those well they wear like Western clothes too, but a lot uh-huh. of those, um what do you call it was like a long shirt that goes all the way down to your feet. You With know, the dashiki?
0: dashiki? Not a
3: dashiki, but a version of that, okay. you know. Taube? I think they called. Tobe like, is like a
0: man's uh, dress or something. So. Yeah, it's kinda
3: like that, I can't remember. And women would like, say lots, you know, head scarves, all pretty colours, purples mm-hmm. and oranges and greens and it's wow. beautiful looking, you know. When, carrying stuff on their heads, you know, women carrying stuff yeah, on their yeah. heads, and, and uh, one time I went to, uh, we went to this orphan school, because one of the problem they have in Ethiopia is people who live out in the country send their kids to go to the city, and these families say, we'll take care of your kids, they just have to do a little work, you know, they work like two hours a day, whatever, and we'll send them to a good school, yeah. and take care of them, and they end up making the kids slaves, so ah. it's really terrible. You know, and it's yeah. a really bad problem. So we met these guys who work with this organization, these Ethiopians who intercept them. You know, they find out and people are doing up to these kids and they right, right. take them out of the houses and give them shelter. And, and we went to a school for these kids, an orphan school. And just um, so a few of us went. Like me and Josh went and this folk singer and a uh, few other, Nick from the AIS and a few other people. And, and we went and uh, played for them. And it was, man, that was like, I couldn't even, like, those kids were so cool, you know, and, and uh, I really, like for me, that was such a poignant moment. Right? I stood in a circle, I had a little amp, you know, the amp that I took with me everywhere, and like 300 kids around me in a big circle. I stood in the middle of the circle of my amp and just played baseball. You know, <laughs> and they were just going crazy. You know how the I feel? I'm jumping around, dancing around, soloing, playing grooves, doing my whole flea thing, you know. Were they doing the shoulders?
5: <laughs> yeah, they, they were,
3: because they, they were laughing a lot. Like, you know, like my kind of rhythms, you know, like American, like funk rhythm and stuff are real strange. <laughs> you know, I told them before, because I've had experience before, because I went to Haiti a couple uh-huh. of years ago and played for people in Haiti, and they were just kind of like, what the? You know what I mean? Like their rhythms are so different. Yeah, than, yeah, yeah. And my sensibility, and and I told them before. I said, look, I, you know, my rhythms are a lot different, and, and um, if you know, you might find them funny. and It's okay if you laugh because I'm pretty funny, anyways. You know, and, and I played it and in hysterics, but they loved it. Like they were going crazy. They just thought I was, you know, from the moon or something. You know. But in that moment, like I really felt like I connected with them too. Like it was a p- beautiful. Thing for me, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was playing for those kids and I really felt like it was really getting to them, you know. Like, it was a great moment. I probably like
0: you know, I'm the best it. It was, uh, what do you say, Brother Matt? Transcendent.
3: It was a transcendent was, moment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Let's play this Fendika band.
3: Yeah, man. Okay.
0: For Pedro, Peter. We uh, played... Uh,
3: the Fendika band?
0: The Fendika band. We, sorry we don't know the name of the band, but... Did you meet any cats who run labels that are trying to capture this music? I, I, didn't. It's, I didn't. It's mainly live performed? I, I don't
3: know. Well, there's cassettes. Like,
0: there's you cassettes.
3: There's this funny thing in Ethiopia, though, that I ran into a few times. Is you go to buy something. Yeah. You go to a store. The guy's selling something. You try to buy I know, You can't buy that. It's like on your <laughs> shelf. It's a record store. It's a record. Oh, no. <laughs> like they do that a lot like this bracelet that I'm wearing actually that I bought for my for my girlfriend it, it went in there and, and uh, the guy said I said how much you know and he told me how much money you know they, it doesn't matter what shape it was gold. it doesn't matter what shape it was in what kind of design was it's just by the gram it could be the most intricate design or a clunk of you it's know, just rock, the weight of the gold the weight of the gold because okay. you go in and I go to buy it and I see a guy tells me how much okay I agree I take out the amount of money I put it down and like oh, no I can't sell you that you know? I'm like what do you mean you know he's like no and then I had like you know, a guy I was with a Ethiopian guy and he was like oh blah, blah, and, like yelled with him for five minutes and I sold it to me okay. but it's just like this weird I don't get it like what it is it's like it's not going to sell it. I'm like no I'm like, why is it for sale and why are you telling me how much it is
5: it's some weird
3: taunt,
0: thing. <laughs> so taunt. <laughs> yeah. or at the end of the first hour the from Pedro Show, February 21st, <laughs> 2010, whole tight, hour two. February 21st, 2010, second hour of the from Pedro Show.
3: There's some show numbers, right? Someone will do some. So this is that band. This is actually the Femme Club. Oh, yeah. guess mm-hmm.
5: someone will start doing
3: it. It's a flute? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a guy playing a chorale up there. Yeah,
5: yeah.
0: Wow, oh, look at that dress.
1: Yeah, she was gorgeous, too. Just a little club, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A
3: little shoulder move, actually. Yeah. Maybe crazy head-banging too well. Let's start.
2: Whoa.
3: Boy.
5: That's the, the bass corral. corral?
3: I think that's the that's regular corral. Yeah. So the bass corral, he's playing it right there. It's like a box. Yeah. It's like that and the yeah. strings going out. Like mm-hmm. It's like a heart kind of thing, sort of. They're gonna stop, and then they never stop. <laughs> you know, they, they kind of break it down for a minute, then a new dance. Like this night with that dancers see the shoulder. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah. <laughs> your yeah, nice. like yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Some kind of cool get up.
5: <laughs> okay,
0: Hawaii from Peter. Show Flea's got some uh, footage on the. Ethiopian phone yeah. i wish we could show you people over the radio but <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you can't really see but we're watching them dance and do the shoulder offs yeah. and uh, <laughs> the outfits and uh. oh, yeah. you didn't mention the flute but that flute oh, yeah, was strong yeah, the
3: flute too yeah wow i think it's also just what's coming out on this little phone
0: yeah yeah it picks it you up know, better it
3: was it was at last it wasn't the most significant instrument.
0: We started out, I played some music from Italy. You know I was in Italy fleet. Oh, cool. in And in November yeah, 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 I December. I
3: you were doing a recording there. That's right,
0: with some musicians there. What part of Italy? And uh, let's see, it was, uh, a lot of it was in Bologna. It was where we record, uh, practiced up, but went and recorded up in the north. Played Bologna, uh, Padua, Roma, Torino, Chesena, and Firenze. I ate a lot of good stuff. <laughs> and I mean, it's a weird kind of trip, but uh, because we, we, we were discussing the hi- history with Ethiopia it was very bad. But uh, the cats I was playing with, uh, they wouldn't be in on that old history. <laughs> they would have probably loved it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was really great to play uh, play with them. And, uh, and cool. let's see uh, some of the bands. So Godi, yeah. These cats, I did a show... Of course, it's in the kitchen. I mean, the guys in the band are cooking. Yeah. They had pasta so much up in the gang. And uh, while we're doing the show, they're cooking and We're shouting. You can hear it. <laughs> and uh, Sigodi, with uh, This is Simplified Response, and they had some stories uh, turning the Balkans during the war and stuff. And the guys just thought, hey, if I put on a gig, it was in uh, Macedonia. If I put on a gig during the war, maybe people would like say, hey, no to the war. Right. And let's get into music. Right. So, balls out in the. And they came, to the border guy stuck a bazooka in the window. And right. They wanted some heavy metal right. cassette CDs. Right. They didn't have any, but okay, you can go. <laughs>
1: you a song
0: so, if you're traveling, maybe border guards all over the world, you know, kind of unite under heavy metal. <laughs> so, maybe you want to like sling some <laughs> just for some insurance, you know. What a trippy thing. And they went and they did the gig and the Zuccotti. And then uh, Lavia Degli Astronauti. these are some young guys in Napoli. And uh, really young. Yeah, a lot of. Uh, I remember first playing in Italy in the early 80s. And a much different scene. It's come around. Uh, I wanted to ask you about. Because the people in the bands here in Ethiopia are not really young people, right?
3: Um, these were young people. Teenagers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. They're not teenagers, but because I, I cause have they noticed, no, in, like early twenties, you
0: know. I've noticed about young people in a lot of the lands I've been to. Yeah, they all are in touch with like, you know, like skateboarding There's some like kind yeah, of like things like, that like, are like.
3: Yeah, I didn't see any skateboarding. No skateboarders. I saw a basketball court.
0: Okay. Yeah, okay, but been like went
3: soccer. Is but no
0: punk bands.
3: Um, uh, no, not oh, Ethiopian. I doubt football, that there's yes. ever been one. You know, I, 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 uh, at one point I we went to go see, I was shopping with all these English guys, you know, yeah. and there was an English football game on it they really wanted to see. It was like Chelsea soccer. and... Soccer. Uh, soccer, yeah. yeah. Soccer, game. I can't remember. I mean, it was Chelsea and somebody. And uh, they're all excited about it and we got this town hurrah and I found out that it's playing in this hotel. That the game is playing. So we go to this, this hotel and in the lobby there's like a hundred chairs. And the game playing, on like, you know, very modest television, you know, but like a hundred people all, you know, in the fold-up chair, sitting there, and everyone is like, you know, has a drink, and but everyone's like real calm and composed, like, you know, you go to games and everyone's like, yeah, screen, you know? <laughs> and everyone's and everyone's real cool and like clapping for a good play or, or not, but, like everyone was so like mellow and polite about it, but really into the game, like focused on the, yeah, game, yeah, you know, yeah. the strategy of the game unfolding. And um, that was pretty cool.
0: Just a different take, not the... Yeah. the
3: hooligans? I guess also because it was, you know, it wasn't, it was English football. It
0: wasn't uh, African. And then we heard uh, H.A. Prague by Square Tet. There's a thing over there called Jazzcore. Have you heard of that Uh scene? It's kind of like a little, remember Gone? Greg had that band Gone? It's a little bit like that. Instrumental music. Kind of... Maybe some King Crimson.
3: Yeah, yeah. Gone was like, a, then became the Rollins band. Right? That's right. Like Andrew and Sim. And, That's right. He took yeah. those
0: musicians. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> that was a weird trip. Yeah. Uh, but they have a thing over there, incredible, this guy, um, what's his name? Mal- Manio. Manlio. Manlio. He plays guitar without a strap. He puts his foot up on the chair, you know, he yeah, yeah. don't wear a strap. Right. <laughs> I like it. This guy can jam like a motherfucker. Wow. He ain't really, he's in Roma, but if you say that, I'm from Terracina, you know, he's from yeah. a smaller town yeah. on the coast, and he's very proud of it. Man, can this cat rip.
2: Wow.
0: You know, on a, on a trip he's scared. And usually the, the uh, trios in the bass player are doing kind of funk.
3: Yeah.
0: Drummer, cymbum, kind of stuff. It's trip, you know, yeah. but it's got a vibe of a punk thing.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, interesting stuff. And that Square Tet. Do you know Zoo? They're another Roma band, but they use a bass drum and saxophone. Hmm. Another instrumental mm-hmm. thing that you 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 might dig on. And then we yeah, the heard. I mean,
3: re- what is the jazz core? Like? What is the kind of music like?
0: Well, I was kind of explaining it there. It's it's instrumental. It's uh, yeah. yeah. Very, like, technical, but it's got a vibe that's kind right. of wild.
1: Right.
0: You know? Like so I wouldn't call it, instrumental like, but is it,
3: is it like, like, a lot of chord changes and odd timing issues?
0: And a lot of switching around and time right. stuff. stuff. Um, mm, I wouldn't call it fusion, like, because right. it's it's very intense and emotional. Right. Yeah. but well, was, so is good fusion. But the skills. Yeah. Yeah, but there's something about fusion that's more... Um, I feel yeah, like maybe it, maybe, maybe I, it's got some closeness to it. Personally,
3: like, I feel like fusion gets a bad rap.
0: Well, some fusion. Maybe I'm, I'm talking it's about... some everything.
3: You know what I mean? Cartoon version. I mean, like, right. like Mahu Vishnu Orchestra. Like, I love the Mahu This is Vishnu kind of close
0: to that. Did you yeah. ever see them?
3: I never saw them. I got to see them really? in Long
0: Beach. It was the B- Birds of Fire.
3: Wow, yeah. you saw that? Yeah,
0: yeah I saw that. And that was intense. I
3: bet.
0: And, uh, and... Yeah, in a way, it was kind of rock and roll.
3: Right.
0: You know, I know... When I'm thinking fusion, I'm thinking more of the return for, for forever. Right, right, right. Is that different than Mahavish doing? Yeah, a lot of
3: different. I mean, I, I like think there's a the reason different.
0: why there's more than one band, probably.
3: Right, yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 and so in, in the, the idea of genre is pretty fucked up, ain't it? Yeah. It's yeah. almost a marketing man's idea. Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: So it's say fusion. That's why I'm scared to say that word, because all of a sudden it yeah, puts yeah. in people's minds, right? It comes
3: up, well, it comes up as being like this like, jack off music, like like musicians showing off without any real emotion or passion or yeah. trying to communicate anything outside of their amazing skills, you know. And, and, I, and I feel like it's an unfair rap because yeah. you get that in all music, you know.
0: I think the word kind of came from, because isn't Bitches Brew the first?
3: Yeah, yeah. It's funny, it, it comes from, when it's usually when it's good, it's jazz guys going into the rock world. When you get rock guys going into the jazz and going fusion yeah. that way, it usually doesn't end up being as good. You okay. Know? That's what because I'd there's
0: think. a Mingus song called Come your Jazz Fusion. Really? Yeah. Record. And it's very old. It's wow. like from the early, not very old, but from early 60s. Right. He dates the rock thing. Right. Wow. But I think he was thinking maybe uh, fusion with a... Uh, uh, Cuban beats, and yeah, this yeah, kind yeah. of stuff, because yeah, Diz got into that, yeah, yeah, yeah. and somehow getting the U.S. Right. version of black music in with uh, maybe rootsier right. black musics. The fusion just means putting things together. Yeah. Yeah. But when we hear that now, right, it just puts pictures in yeah, your yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah.
2: So.
0: And then we heard Hate by the Space Pony. And, uh, and then one of the, uh, two of the musicians I played with, Andrea Belfi, and he has a band called Rosalina Mar, and he made a, they made a piece for, they got a little kid singing, like Canzone della Tre Vida, which is like a song for three lives. And then Stefano Paglia was the guitarist, and he did this India thing, part of his last days. These guys, both these guys came from more, uh, like, they're 20 years younger. Right. I like that. <laughs> it's a trip. They come from avant garde, so more like the dronings right. kind of thing. Opposite of loud of notes like uh, Mario and yeah, 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 like yeah. Square Tip. Uh, ambient. Right. Interesting takes. For me, I'm kind of. Uh, I, shit, I I think everybody's got something to teach me. <laughs> so I'm, I'm all ears. So. And I want to go to Ethiopia. But that was a great experience for me. But the, th- the record's going to be mixed in three weeks. rather than that, yeah. So this thing now, I'm I'm trying to do where you just go somewhere, and go do it. Yeah. Just make a record, play with these guys, learn from them. Yeah, yeah. It's not where you're from. It's where you're at. And because they're, they're big life lessons. Maybe it took me to get to middle age to exp- appreciate right. this, but I'm into that. Uh, so uh, I want to play some more music from your Ethiopia trip from for you and then we're going to do the spin cycle. So let's let's oh, And oh, the spin really cycle right? is going to have um um fleet collaborate. Cool. With you. Okay. So uh, here's uh, something from a uh, Fleet strip. uh that was brother Matt and a spin cycle collaborating with flea on base and uh yeah some foul up somewhere uh we only got like two minutes and 40 seconds of like a half hour jam oh man I I don't know C- called a radio clam but uh Yeah, Mike Watt taking responsibility for that one. I don't know what happened. But to finish up uh, the rest of the second hour, um, I'm going to play some stuff from Flea's trip from the uh, Fendika Club. Fendika. F-E-N-D-I-K-A. Fendika Club House Band. I don't know the name of the song or the... (laughs) Or the name of the band, or anything, and uh, but Flea was there and kept, uh, got to witness this. Captured it on a machine, so we'll share it here. Again, my apologies. That was some smoking bass. Yeah, damn. <laughs>
5: I'm going I'm Oh, mm-hmm. you Okay. 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 You took me out of the huddle and the huddle and the I'm a scientist, young man, I'm a young man, I'm a young man, I'm I got you. 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 you. I
0: for bringing that from Ethiopia. Share with us. Again, people, I apologize for being such a shitty pewter operator, coming, uh, dealing with running a radio show, capturing, uh, or failing to capture brother Matt and spin cycle, uh, collaborate with Flea on bass all but 2 minutes and 40 something seconds (laughs) but uh, we heard the Fendika Club house band there and uh, yeah February 21st 2010 second hour of the Watt from Pedro show hold tight for hour 3 sorry
1: again Flea brother Matt all you folks cool spot like just 5 blocks over there was like a little hidden place um, but yeah but uh, it had too many leaks. That was the ceiling. <laughs> that colorful, colorful picture on the top. That was the ceiling because they didn't have enough pots and pans oh, anymore. Really? leaks so bad. So
0: <laughs> uh, it's uh, February 10. No, February 21st, 21. 2010. Third out of the Walk from Pedro show. <laughs> sawto by kishman, telling Dobro, yeah' <laughs> Coach, uh, is quite a bass player this guy's wild and I had the honor of meeting him uh, when I was last in Belgrade last mm. summer or summer before now mm. like a a before.
1: yeah time's flying
0: and uh long history big culture there this was the version of the band he had with the uh, croatian guys on the horns and the uh, him on bass and another Serb guy on drums. And they actually tried to go to England because, you know, it got kind of heavy, right? The mm-hmm. war. And man, they got hosed out. You're not going to do gigs. Oh, man. It was fucked. So he, a few years of that, he went back to Serbia. You know, the war was over. <clears throat> so uh, music's just such a great thing. And then the other, these uh, so called important issues. Bullshit. It's in the way always. And then we heard a band from England called Beard, and a song called Bloated, and that's trippy stuff. And from Japan, Boris. You know Boris?
3: I've heard of Boris, but band. I don't really know Boris. And
0: Furry. Uh, Fleet, we're kind of going backwards, because we started the show off with you talking about something that just happened last week, but I'd, I'd like you to talk about your, your journey in music and how to start.
3: Well, it's interesting that you asked me that because I've been thinking about that lately and talking to people about it. Not so much about my particular journey, which I'm, yeah. you know, ready to talk about. But you no, know, I have this music school, Silver Lake Conservatory of Music. Yeah. I started with some friends in Silver Lake, and a lot of times we get calls up at the school. We we'll get, you know, we got like seven hundred kids in there now. So, wow. Yeah. But but we get get a lot of calls from people, and they say like, you know, well, my grandson, he's really showing an aptitude to music, and you know, we think he should take lessons. It's like, great. But it's kind of, I feel like I always want to say, every kid has an aptitude for music. (laughs) I don't believe, it's just like, you could be born into it, you're just, it's just like, I just happened to, when I was a kid, when I was um, eight years old, my mom divorced my dad and remarried a guy who was a jazz musician. Because she started, you know, she, anyway, she hooked up with this guy. And he's a jazz musician, so all of a sudden there was music around me yeah, all the time. Wow. I went from a real square house. My real dad worked for the government, for the Australian government. Um, and it was a real square, no music, no art. It was yeah, like, yeah. Uh, you know, he went to work every day with a briefcase, came home, we had dinner, you know. It was real, real cut and dry, you know. Yeah. Um,
0: so it was a contrast. And
3: so, yeah, so my mom remarries this guy, this new, and he's a jazz musician. And all of a sudden there's like jams at the house. And I come home from school, and these guys are there, like playing Charlie Parker songs, saxophones, <laughs> and drums, and basses, and jazz going on. Yeah. And upright bass, he was a you know, bass player, yeah. going for it. You know, he's a bass player, and and it blew my mind. I was like, "Holy cow!" I mean, it was literally like. If you if you example. would yeah if you would right now like turn into a mouse, <laughs> you know what I mean, or some magical be invisible or something, that would be no more magical than what that seemed to me when I heard that yeah, when I was a right. kid. Like these guys just blowing and sucking and hitting on these things and making yeah. this music. Yeah. I couldn't believe that they could do it, and I was like, well, I'll give this a whirl, you know. And I started playing trumpet when I was a kid, and wanted to be a jazz trumpet player, and uh, but but I'll go on with that. My point is being. I just happened to be around and be exposed to it and be in, in a situation oh, where I yeah. could nurture something that was amazing, clearly amazing to anybody. You know right, what I mean? Right, right, And Because um, I remember one other experience when I was a kid, much younger. I must have, When I was living in New York, I was like six years old or something. Yeah. I was walking down the street and in the alley behind my house, there were these kids and they all had like trash can lids and brooms and all this stuff, but they had a hidden radio somewhere playing music, like rock music, <laughs> And they were playing yeah, it. my minute miming it? But I thought they were really doing it. And I was like, what's the trick? You know, what's the fucking trick? How do you do it? You know, because I thought they were really making the music. They had the hidden radio. Yeah, and they, right. were, they were tricking me, you know, and they were, they were succeeding, you know. And so, and so. but then when I saw these guys actually doing it, it was kind of the next step. Like, hold yeah, on. Because right. then I was really making a connection between the blowing on the saxophone, the sound coming out, the hitting the drum, right, the right. different sounds, the toms, and cymbals, and the fact that they all had this language where they could communicate and there was no, like, they weren't reading music, they weren't at no plan, pop songs. Yeah, they, they were just play playing jazz, yeah. you know, and and so that was so exciting for me, and then my he said, well, you know, what instrument do you want to play? And I said, oh, I like Louis Armstrong, I like to play the trumpet, trumpet. you know. Okay. And um, so I started playing trumpet. It
0: was Louis Armstrong?
3: He was Louis Armstrong, yeah, it, was, it really blew my mind, you know. And I started playing trumpet, and, uh, and started, you know, for a little kid, I was doing pretty good, and... Playing in the school band, I I played went to to the L.A. Public Schools. I played at Bancroft Junior High School. I played at Fairfax High School. You know, I played in the band, the orchestra, the jazz band, the the musical production band, band, the marching band. But the Fairfax High marching band, you know, we didn't have. We were the only school of all the football games. We had no uniforms. All of the schools had big hats and the epaulets. We didn't. We didn't have the funding. black and gold, uh-huh. right? We're yeah, the well, pirates. we just had a T-shirt that said Fairfax Band. Yeah, and we also, and we also, just like we had no moves. We walked out into a clump in the center of the field and rocks and jumps. But we were pretty good, though. Like, good. musically, I thought we were pretty good. Um, we played a lot of like we had like Stevie Wonder songs. We had a good band leader, you know, who, who arranged the stuff for us. And um, and and they have
0: good music, they good uniforms. And yeah. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: totally. I loved it, you know. I must admit there was a lot of pot smoking going on, at yeah, <laughs> that time. Um, but um, and so I, you know, I played in the in the school music, and I just wanted to be a jazz trumpet player, you know, because I was brought up on the jazz, and also by my stepdad, it was kind of that elitist jazz thing where, you know, he frowned upon rock music and pop Off, music yeah. and stuff, yeah. big time. You know, it was. Yeah, get some yeah. technique, and that music is all about haircuts and oh, making yeah, yeah. money, and you know, yeah. it's, bad it's, bad it's, there's uniform. a point. Band uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a point. You know. Yeah, no, um, totally. uh, You know, even though you know, as you, as, you know, I learned there, you know, and then I, when I discovered punk rock, I found out to me that you know there was as much validity in a one out of tune chord as a as a Coltrane solo. You know, the intention. Yeah, the intention, right. yeah, the intention <laughs> for which it's played. You know.
0: The emotion, the heart. The,
3: yeah, the yeah, the, the motivation. That's you know?
0: hard. That's something I
3: think you have to just learn. Yeah, you I really do. I can tell you, it, you have to learn. The Germs for was a thing for me, you know, that really. Yeah. But that's kind of getting ahead of myself, okay. cause, cause, so I played in the, in the in the high school band, and um, I uh, and then around that time I met Hallel, who was my friend. Like I was just running down the street one day. Me and Anthony, we were like best friends and like real troublemakers and stuff. And we were running down the street one day hitchhiking, and we saw Halal drive by at a car. Like we were just sixteen, he was like the only one had a car. And we saw him. We didn't really kind of knew him from school. Didn't really know him, but we were like, we know that dude. Hey! And he gave us a ride. A <laughs> and then we started becoming friends. And and he was playing guitar and playing in a rock band called Anthem in our high school. And uh, it was kind of like prog metal-y, kind of. I don't know. They like rush and stuff yeah. like that, you know, and uh, and uh, Queen and you know Zeppelin and and uh, and and, um, and after we became friends, he's, he 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 had this rock band. And he said, "Well, we don't." He wasn't digging the bass player, and he said, "Why don't you learn to play the bass?" You know, and I was like, "Okay." And two weeks later, I was on stage at Gazari's Battle of the Bands, uh, you playing know, bass. Playing <laughs> bass after
0: all the all the time was trumpets.
3: Yeah, yeah. I'd like, but literally stepdad, two weeks after... Always I always sw- had the bass
0: since you were eight, yeah. in your life.
3: But, but the upright and... This, yeah. It's yeah. Much different. much different instrument, you know. So, and then, then I was, next thing you know, Did two weeks... Did you week- ever
0: grab your stepdad's bass?
3: I think I might have. It was kind of off-limits, you know. Yeah.
0: You have a good
3: one, huh? Yeah, I think he had a good one. And it was just kind of, you know, our relationship was kind of antagonistic, you know. He was kind of wild.
0: He
3: wanted you to play trumpet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, no. He was supportive. It was yeah. just, you know, I was a teenage kid, out of yeah, control, and he
0: touch
3: the bass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't touch the bass. Don't touch the <laughs> records. Don't touch the bass. Don't touch. Oh, he must have
0: had some cool records. Great
3: on. jazz records, Jeez. you know. And I, I just, I was lucky because of him. I, I was raised around so much great music. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So much great jazz. So much just.
0: Just you know, and it all added up to Gazari's. Yeah, it ended no, up with me on
3: Gazari's after playing bass for two weeks. I met Halal, and yeah. I was down, oh, no, 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 <laughs> just kind of knowing the frets, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and then I just got into being in a rock band, you know. Yeah. And 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 uh, Anthony, at a certain point, we changed our name to What Is This, and we started playing. Graduated high school and started playing. Club Elaine, Al- Al- Alan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now was, he was Alan Mashulski, and. And he was in, you know, Anthem That's too. Right. It was you him was and in Jack. Anthem yeah, it was Alan, Hillel, and uh, Jack Irons. You know, Jack who and Hillel and Jack both ended up starting with Chili Peppers. That's right. But so we what is this? We just played all the clubs around, you know, Madame yeah, Mons, remember, Hong Kong remember, Cafe, you know, El Signorial Club, the, Vex, that was the connection. Uh, everywhere we could like, play. Oh, we oh,
0: but but the difference is Anthony.
3: Yeah, yeah. And then well Anthony used to introduce us. He was our friend, Anthony wanted to be an actor. And he never had any aspirations to be a to be a, in a, a musician or in a band at all. And then, uh, we so we had our band and we would play around and we you know we did okay. We we were happy, you know. Um, but we weren't. But you were know,
0: digging the bass,
3: loving the bass. I Had a lot and of after fun. After a playing. while, it. Oh yeah! Right away, I right, right right it. Right away, okay. right away, and and, and right and away. Didn't
0: let like let go of the trumpet.
3: I kind of let go of it at that time. I mean, I still played it, but I got you know I became a bass player in a rock band. That sure, became my sure. thing, you know. And I I. Uh, you know I just wanted to be as good as I could be, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. but I was so you know we 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 came up in such a drug culture, you know, and we were pretty uh oh, yeah. real just uh kinda out of control in that way, you know but um but also but just loved music like and I think like all the way through, music has just been my savior, you know like like when I was a kid, you know my stepdad he had a real bad drug problem and stuff, and my house was very um uh, a volatile place, you know, and I was basically like from when I was like 12, 13 years old, I was out in the street till like 4 in the morning, you know, I was just gone. Didn't want to be old. Yeah. yeah. And, and I was just, you know, just, yeah, that's just how it went, you well, know. So music gave you good focus. But music Grounded, gave me, yeah, well, in school.
0: Lifeline.
3: In school, it was like, you know, I loved playing in the marching band and playing yeah. in the band and all that stuff. And it gave me a reason to go to school. Right, and it right. gave me something to do. It was like I practiced, I liked my instrument, I liked playing, I aspired to be good. I, Were I, I, you
0: writing songs?
3: Not the, really, no, no, not really. Uh uh-uh.
0: But it still it was kind of a form of expression.
3: It was a big form of expression. And it was just like a social world, and it was a oh, discipline, right. it was something to believe in. Connection, you know, it right. gave me hope to do something. You know, and... um and then when I started playing bass and being in a rock band, then there was a the whole, you know, rock band fantasy, you know. <laughs> of like, Did you
0: go to rock gigs? Yeah, um, yeah. Just being yeah. in that house. Oh, yeah. Like no, well, not, not, until,
3: not until just, like, at the end of high school. Okay. Like, me and Anthony started going. We'd go up to the Starwood all the time, okay. you know, Starwood and Troubadour. So you didn't really
0: do the uh, arena rock?
3: No, You're I didn't. Rock. Well, the first rock show I ever saw was arena rock. Okay. It was uh, The first rock show I ever saw, I went to UCLA and I saw UFO. The Pat Travers Band and Blue Oyster Cult. Yeah. That was the first and one ever. Kinda qualify,
0: yeah. I That would kind of qualify Yeah.
3: And that was just like I had some goofy friends it was a who were. Pavilion? Yeah. I had some goofy friends who were into rock music and they took me, you know. Um, but I wasn't. That way.
0: Like, and I was like, I was
3: kind of cool, but what I was like. I saw like, there was
0: Bob Marley.
3: Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's so amazing. that's
0: my favorite Polly Wow. But the whole idea of being so far away. Like, yeah, it's yeah.
3: Like, yeah.
0: The club was so much different, huh? When you and Anthony started going. To yeah, the yeah. When we
3: started going, I'd see bands, and, and that was was when I started playing bass in a band. Was when I started going. You could and,
0: identify.
3: Yeah, and I and initially I was scared of punk rock. You know, like I heard music that I liked, but I went to go like was I went, there some guys
0: at school. With the first no, ones?
3: there were, there were some good Tracy Marshak, who was yeah. in Red Cross. She yeah. went to Fairfax oh, High. Were
0: they kind of the scary people? And and like, no,
3: no, in? no, there were oh, very few at Fairfax High. Yeah, that's I, right. I graduated class of 80. There was Tracy Marshak, there was like a couple. 80. And everyone made fun of her. And I know for sure, yeah. I thought she was yeah. cool, you know? I thought like she... Because I was outcast anyway. Everyone called me yeah. fag. <laughs> I had no <laughs> <fun> friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was a real outcast. And I was just... I just thought, she's bold, you know? I no, thought she right. was cool. But... But the first punk rock show, I went to go see Black Flag at the Starwood, and it was so violent, man. I mean, literally, it was like ambulance just rolling people away. Like, I just saw, like, guys, like, ten guys stomping someone's face in, and all night long, over and over, and it really sickened me. Like, I hated it. I was like, these people are fucking idiots. I don't want to have anything to do with it. And I really didn't. I was like, anything that, like, beats people up because of their haircut is not for me. (laughs) You know what I mean? It was like, right in, it was like, I love music, you know? And I was open to the music, but the violence just bummed me out. And it, it was a little while after that I, that I um, what kind of happened to me, like getting into punk rock, is I, I, uh, I was not getting along with the, what is this guy so well? And I went to, uh, one night I went, I took acid, and I went to the club lingerie and I saw Fear play. And I thought it was amazing, you know, like just like the dance of the fast hands and the. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't, and I was just on acid, and I was just yeah. like checking out the music and getting really into oh, it. Oh
0: no, their stuff was like. Beethoven in a weird
3: way. said so Yeah, and they were like good musicians, like Spit and know, Philo and, the, and stuff.
0: The, the thing they threw in their songs was. Intense. Yeah, and
3: for me, like liking like all that like prog rock and stuff that I, and Hendrix, like I was real attracted to being to like the virtuoso mm-hmm. thing of rock music. Yeah, sure. And I saw them, and they were real good players, and I was like an acid. And anyways, I was loved. it. The next day, I was like, I saw this band; they were great. And um, even though I had seen punk rock bands, I really liked. Cause I saw X. I I really loved X. Um, but the next. The next, like, literally, I saw Fear, and, like, three days later, I see an ad in the paper. Fear looking for a new bass player. I was like, hello? And I, I went down there, and they hired me.
0: Because you probably saw Durf scratch.
3: Yeah, I saw it with Durf, yeah. One of the, probably the last gig. <laughs> One of the last, I'm sure, because, yeah, the next week, in the LA Weekly, it said, wants a new bass player, and I went down there, and they hired me, you know? And My
0: first uh, Fender P bass I bought from Durf scratch. Right, okay. <laughs> I selling... Real estate or something on a in Santa really? Monica, yeah. Wow. it was an add to recycler. I right. didn't know, right? You know, and well, wow. I saw him play and I, I know where I got that. I band. thought
3: Durf was great. I oh, thought, yeah, yeah. I thought they were a great band, like that Fear the Record. I think is a great record, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Recorded kind of funny, but I know them songs from the gigs, and they just right. slayed yeah, them yeah, that band. Yeah, right. it it was so every kind of classical music, right. In a strange way, yeah. Not so much rock and roll backbeat. It was like this kind
3: of. Yeah, well, like a really, little cool, like dissonant chord movement and stuff, and yeah, yeah. and, and uh, you know, Very dramatic. Yeah, and Lee was really a little charismatic, you know.
0: Yeah,
3: so um, you joined the band, and so I joined the band, and that just opened up. And that was—it was kind of weird too, because they were a lot older than me. Yeah. I was like eighteen or nineteen, and they were all in their thirties, you know. And I joined a band, and and um, you know I get you know I was real into it, but the thing that kind of happened was I remember one night I was like out with them at some party, and I heard the Germs, and I was like, what is that? Like it really.
0: Were they playing? Or were no, they playing? no, no,
3: no, no. I, I never saw them play. I tried to see them once play at the the last show at the Starwood, wow. and I couldn't get in. You know, me and Anthony go there and get into Starwood, but I couldn't get in. But anyways, but I I um. I heard that I was like, and, and they were putting it down. They're like, oh, they don't know how to play. You know, and I didn't want to be cool like with them. They were like my new bros. I was like, oh, yeah. they're But then what happened, then like the week after, this all happened so quick. And then like a week after that, I went to Lee's house for dinner, and I met Penelope Spheris was there. And she asked me to be in her movie, Suburbia. This, she was making this movie about like punk rock kids living in a squat. And she said to be in a movie, and I was like, a movie? Whoa, I couldn't believe it. You know, I was like, great, I'll be in it. And then from then, when I met her, then I met all these, like, punk rock kids who were all into, like, all the different hardcore punk rock bands and stuff. And that's what really, like... And I made friends with all these kids, and they turned me on to all this music. That's when I found out about the Minutemen, you know? That's when I found out about, like, all the local bands, you know? And um, and that was really cool, like, all the underground bands. I just like going down, like, the Brave Dog and Al's Bar. And, like, I, I was more attracted mostly to, the, like, kind of arty bands, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um and and um, and it was just you know it was just a whole new world and 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 I and I'd go to the Café de Grand all the time all the Hollywood punk rock clubs and it was kind of like the first time in my life really that I felt like I belonged to something you know like I could go out to these clubs every night and there'd be all these kids and I was always like all my life I was a real loner before that you know really like I was, I was just always to myself and and um, or I'd have like one friend or you know. But when I, I all of a sudden I felt like I belonged as like a community of people, and it was a really, I really liked that a lot. And and um, and then right around that time, um, when that was going on, like real into it, like eighty one, eighty two, Anthony went and saw Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. They came out, you know, they had that big hit, The Message, and and sure. they played. And he went to see him, and he came back, and he was like, "I'm gonna be a rapper," because he knew he wanted to be a man, but he couldn't sing, but I'm gonna be a rapper, you know, and um. Oh, so you go back to the other guys? Uh, yeah, yeah, and so and and then um, you know, what and, and, and then, at that point they kind of forgive me for leaving them and joining Fear, and and then um, you left Fear. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, not I first meet. No, I, I was still well, in Fear. Doing both. I was still in Fear, and then Anthony wanted to be a rapper, and so we started with Chili Peppers, and he was like, okay, well, you rap, and we'll play funk groups.
0: Yeah, right. But you're doing both
3: bands. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing both, and then. Um, and also, like, then fear started going in this real kind of metal direction, like, wanting to play, like, hard rock and metal, and I really wasn't into it. I just yeah. wasn't feeling it at all. And I remember, like, sitting there, like, trying to build up the nerve to call up Lee and quit, because I was really, like, the Chili Peppers, all of a sudden, I really felt home, like, for the first time. And, I, and, I, and um, we were just going around playing clubs, and I'm sit- literally, I swear to God, I'm sitting by the phone... Going, okay, I gotta call him. I'm just gonna call him. I'm gonna tell him. I was scared of him. You know, I was intimidated by him. You know? <laughs> yeah, and I was, you know, I was older, and sure. and it was real nice to me. Like, kind of took me into his wing. It was almost yeah. like a father figure kind yeah, of. You yeah, know? yeah, And um, and uh, I'm sitting there trying to build up a new to call him, and the phone rings, and it's him firing me for being in the Chili Peppers and all that. And wow. Yeah, yeah. And so it was he like, I was, so happy. Yeah, I he was so happy. I was so happy. I'm off the hook. Oh, okay. He was like, well, this is hard to say. And I was like, okay, yep, yeah. okay, see ya. I was so happy, you know. And then I just, just went for the Chili Peppers, you know. And, and when I started the band, or when we started the band...
0: That's when you start writing songs.
3: Yeah, that yeah, really. Like I tried a little bit with fear, but it wasn't until with chili peppers where I started. Right. And um, I had no uh, designs, and as you know, like in that time, at least in my world, oh, I had no plans to ever make money or anything like that. I just well, we just wanted to do something that was unique oh, yeah. and cool. And go out and play clubs. They'd let us play. they let us play. You know, we got to open for the Bad Brains. We got to open for the Minutemen. Yeah. We got, you know... Um,
1: Gang of Four was one of the best gigs ever.
3: Yeah, I saw yeah, Gang of Four, great. huge influence. That, that was, was before. Great. That was a real big influence on us, Gang of Four. We saw them play and... and. saw so uh, to play
1: at the Cuckoo's
0: Nest.
3: Wow, Gang of Four. If D. Boone,
0: there was like nine people. Wow. And they gave it. Yeah, man. You know, man. some people,
3: there's not
0: enough... Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. They don't yeah. play hard.
0: Yeah, they, they went for it yeah cool yeah and mm-hmm. it was trippy how big they put the bass in the band
3: yeah yeah and great bass lines and just you know real... for us
0: the, we knew of this other England band called the Pop Group yeah remind us of that yeah 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 but we never got to see the Pop Group yeah yeah they never played here but yeah. we did see those guys yeah and you know the Cougar's Nest yeah but they
3: didn't care man they went for it yeah yeah cool you know it, that yeah. was, No, that must have been in their first record I guess right it was it was yeah Yeah, well, now I feel like it's like people start bands, and it's like the way the world is now. They start bands like let's get a lawyer and an agent and a (laughs) you know this and that and be famous, you know. And and I like back then it was just like I wanted to make my my dream was just to not have to have a job because I always had full time jobs this whole time too. You know, I worked in an animal hospital, I worked liquor store, I worked photographer's assistant, whatever job I could get and not fancy photographers, just like for the school yearbook pictures you know <laughs> um uh so it it was just you know and i, mean, and you all, wanted I to make music your job yeah i sure. wanted to make music my job and and it got like the chili peppers you know it happened pretty quickly you know we started making enough money like to uh to i could pay rent you know i could pay rent and eat and it was amazing you know and and
0: you know uh, you get the of says play bass yeah yeah did you like check out other? <laughs> did you like investigate when you were listening to records while you were on the trumpet? Uh
3: huh. Was it being... had I been thinking about bass yeah, before, or, or
0: or when not now, really? Not comes to you Yeah. Now I, it's in your hands. Hey.
3: Well, that guy I,
0: might have been doing something interesting there. Was there any guys? Yeah. Well, records, I'm
3: thinking. You know, early I was, on. Because yeah. Early on, well, I was real stage. big on Led Zeppelin.
0: So like I was the, uh, real big
3: John. on Led Zeppelin I love John Paul Jones I still do yeah. and like there's one thing like when I got and then when I got in like the punk rock scene and stuff and like, all these bands you weren't supposed to like yeah. I never bowed to that I was like yeah. fuck that I love Zeppelin like, I, never, I never I never towed the punk rock line <laughs> I was never cool like that I just I couldn't just, I couldn't not like something I liked <laughs> you know like it's always been that way with me like I never like everything that I ever liked I still like nothing has ever yeah. gone away
1: the peppers you know? used to do some cool Led Zeppelin sets, huh? What's that? I saw you guys do a couple of cool Led Zeppelin <laughs> yeah, sets back yeah. in the day. That was great. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I you too. know, <laughs>
1: yeah, well, we, sets of Led Zeppelin.
3: not about that. Uh, a
1: few songs in a row.
3: Yeah, I guess so. I can't uh, probably. <laughs> I can't remember Chili Peppers ever doing a Zeppelin cover, but probably just jamming around.
1: Yeah, it was. It was yeah. You guys were just. It was like at the end of the show, just having fun. I think when the socks were on. Oh,
3: okay. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> well, you know, a big thing for us too, like. Always from the beginning, and even like in what is this, was improvising. You know, it was such a big part of our our uh, our thing. Like we we didn't even play. We improvised and just jammed more than we played songs. You know, and that we didn't really. I don't think that like we really understood the songwriting thing that well. Ah, you know what I mean. Like sure, sure. like, and even with the Chili Peppers, it was you know the grooves. Yeah yeah yeah. You know, and Anthony would make up raps over the right, grooves. Right. I mean, you saw us early on. It yeah, was yeah, just. Yeah, yeah. You know, we just wanted to make grooves that we thought were real unique and wild, you know. And
0: but the, that was big with bass.
3: Oh, no, yeah. Well, it was great for so bass. you must
0: have been listening. Did all those lines come to you, or were you listening to Anthony Turn you on into some record? Yeah, well, we
3: all just listened to I to think that everything. was Sugar Hill.
0: People.
3: Yeah, Sugar Hill.
0: So maybe uh, yeah. Mr. Wimbish, Doug Wimbish. Yeah,
3: that, we used to listen to that, yeah, Doug Wimbish. And, you know, I was real big on Jaco Pistorius, you know. And, and I didn't get into, really get into, like I loved, I knew the popular P-Funk stuff. Mm-hmm. Like from when I was high school, I liked P-Funk. Like I knew it? like, you know, Mothership and One Nation Under a Groove and stuff. And it That's wasn't until, one. the Chili Peppers were like well going and stuff until I really discovered the Funkadelic yeah, yeah. And, and all that, okay. all that, you know. Billy base. Yeah, Billy Bass, awesome. I saw him play a couple of years ago, and he's just incredible. That guy.
0: He started young in that band too. Yeah, right?
3: they were real young. 15 years. First Funkadelic record, they're in high school, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, years. and that's amazing, you know. You know, Bernie <laughs> Worrell was like about, you know, they're great musicians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: And rocking.
3: Uh, f- rocking.
0: You know, hard. When this this weird kind of line, I mean, for bass players, it's ridiculous for people to say.
3: Yeah.
0: You know that that funk music is a rock music. Oh yeah, it got all like torn away. Maybe because the guitar got elevated. Yeah,
3: yeah. Never for me, you yeah, know. Not me either. Like I always, the funk has always been such a big part of my my with, uh, listening.
0: With real rockin' stuff, the bass is strong. I still think. Oh yeah, man. I know I got. Maybe you could hear it better at the arenas. Yeah.
3: And yeah.
0: There's I, I just, something about being a support. Guy, a Support guy. Yeah. You know, rock is really rhythmic music, so you need support.
3: Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, I mean. It did
0: to drummers too, though.
3: Yeah. I, I always felt like, like, you know, when I started playing a bass, I, I definitely wanted, like, when I would see rock bands when I was in high school, I remember thinking, well, if I ever play in a rock band, yeah. I'm going fucking crazy. <laughs> you know, like I am not like I, I just like this seems like because I was just, like the whole thing seems like the most exciting part. So when guys go crazy, <laughs> so I'm just gonna go crazy the whole time, and that was my plan. and, uh, and when I got him one, it was just you know, <laughs> I, 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 you know, it's, it's just what it made sense to me, you know. And I, when you were
0: the guys were playing the clubs and stuff, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're playing with bands, you're seeing the guys play, yeah, yeah, Did yeah, you, cats. Yeah, Next guys I love rock. Well, record, huh? Yeah, well
3: I loved the Minutemen, you know. A lot. You know, I loved you guys a lot and you're playing so much, you know. And when Double Nichols came out I was just like leveled. I, I listened to it just over and over and over uh, and over again. Norwood? Yeah. Norwood, yeah. Yeah. Norwood was great and there were other really good bands. you know who I band I used to like was the Suburban Lawns. I think his
0: name is Bill.
3: Yeah, Billy. Yep. Yeah. And there was um there was this band that I really loved that didn't have a bass player called Neighbors Voices. I like oh, yeah. There were these French guys. And they were like, it was real, like, arty, trippy, trippy wild, yeah. odd grooves. And <laughs> yeah. and I met those guys and defended I think they
0: them. the left hand on the synthesizer. Yeah, yeah. It le- was the bass.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah I, I became friends with those guys. And that drummer, Joel, like, we used to play together See, a lot.
0: My idea of that, because I come from a punk before hardcore. yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was wild. I mean, sometimes, yeah, you would say, ah, non Led Zeppelin, but that was only in the. Uh, to get enough nerve to try something, you know. Right, 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 music totally. Should be Whenever yeah. there's a cool and a party line,
3: ooh. Oh, yeah, out. yeah. So, I, I any scared. party line I go away from. Like, even like and I used to play with those, like those fishbone guys. Was
0: anarchy. The what? The slogan
3: was anarchy. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. all these narrow.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, you'd see, like, I remember, like, I'd go to the Starwood and I'd see some guy who was like, the year before, like we were on a backpacking trip and he was like, had feathered hair and a, a Kosh shirt and his favorite band was Journey. <laughs> then I go to the star and I see him, he's got an anarchy shirt and his big boots and he's like, I mean, "Yeah, you know what, you change so, completely, you know. But like, you have simple rules,
0: like you only have to listen to the right bands yeah. and see how that might work for oh, oh no,
3: totally too, and as time goes on, it's like, you know, I learned, you know, restraint is great and like you know restraint and like listening and stuff and like learning stuff sometimes right. you get really into certain things and it's a great learning process You know? get very
0: social so like uh, we'll let the people in that don't like the lights up yeah They'll yeah like that kind of haircut yeah yeah see yeah, how yeah. humans do this yeah, Even I get a it. A movement that was supposed to be about chaos and really yeah, yeah, wild yeah. stuff. Also yeah, and, like, I, and I, I get it, it too. And like, nailed.
3: and like when I, I became like good friends with like the Denny brothers and stuff, and like, oh, like the Weirdo guys. Yeah, the Weirdos, yeah. and like, we I, I played with John and Dix a lot, and, and like, and I love those guys because I, I like they're they're from the old they were like school. totally punk rock, but they didn't like for them they didn't care about any of that shit. They just yeah, wanted right. to make art, you know. And I think they work
0: kind of from art background,
3: right? Yeah, well, and they go to. They came, They grew up a kind of bohemian... And they went to some art school?
0: K- K was I don't know if they went
3: to art school. None of them? But they're definitely artists. Like, just creative guys are always yeah, yeah. painting and drawing, sculpting. like stuff the old thing. Scene had a lot
5: of those
0: people. Yeah,
3: they're really into, like, Captain Beefheart and right. stuff. And, like, I think, like, when they didn't even know what they were playing was going to be called punk rock. They were just playing this, like, crazy shit that right. it was fun for them. Right, you know? right. That's what
0: the old scene seemed like to me. Yeah, and, I, like, I could really but relate... you know what? They weren't as much teenagers. The hardcore was... Kind of
3: younger people. Right, yeah. Yeah, I, I became, like, like that scene, like, the hardcore scene, like, like there were things that I liked, things yeah. I didn't like, but I really kind of bonded more with, like, the artistic elements, like the Denny's and, and like, Tomato Diplini and yeah, KK right. and all those guys, like, I could relate to them more, like, it just they weren't, like, hung up and um, fitting into a bunch of rules, you know, they were just, like, into making art, you know. And,
0: and kind of blowing minds.
3: Yeah. Tomato, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Very kind of provocative. Yeah, yeah. You know, I got to pee really bad. I'll be right back. Sorry. I, I, it takes me a second. Sometimes it comes out in stone. Kids and stuff from suburbia, the thing, I got, re- like someone, I got the GI record, and that record really changed my life. Like, literally, that's probably the most pivotal record musically in my life, even though that. I've, you know, I don't know if I can say that for sure, but it just changed the way they're not the way I play so much or my idea of what music was because I loved that record so much and I would just like lay there every night with it in the headphones reading a lyric sheet yeah. you know the inner the inner sleeve
0: it tripped me out because that record was a, a mind blow because I had seen them play so many times and it was kind of hard to know that that's what was going on right you only sang in the mic and stuff right right you'd have ten minutes between songs yeah and- yeah yeah they got practicing for the Actually, they really good gig, good gigs came right when they were doing that. Right. They practiced up, but when I heard the thing, it was a trip, man. Yeah. It was really like these. What I thought to myself was these guys made their made their own music. I could kind of tell by the gigs. Right. But the album was like wow.
3: That album, man, is such a great album. It was,
0: a, it was really a trip. And then I never saw them again the same. Hmm. You know, I I hear the "No God" thing with Nicky B. yeah, but it wasn't like that album. There's something about that album. All those songs, just freight train
3: one after the other, and like the lyrics are so poetic and and exciting, and the music, the arrangements, the playing, yeah. The, but more than that, it's like the feeling of it. Yeah, like it, it changed was such
0: a trip. Every time I saw them after I heard that album, it was much different. Yeah, uh, but I, I really like them. Uh, before that, in a way. And not as a joke. I really thought they were a band that,
3: right.
0: you know, they were cats you could talk. Did you ever get to talk with them? I mean, they would Pat, you I'm talk friends to with
3: them. Pat. And, yeah, yeah. No, but in those but, days. No, was, no, I never. I'm from
0: Peter. I didn't know any of these guys. Yeah. But you could rap with them. Right. And I would, like, talk to him about, you know, if you guys just, like, put one song after the other, man, you could, like, get some momentum. You know, I didn't know that part of their thing was, like, right. to, like, fuck. Talk about fucking with old rock and roll. They were yeah. like against all the... Right. They had been to plenty of arena. In fact, I remember asking him his favorite band. It was, he said it was Queen. Right.
3: It was like, Pat or Darby? Pat. Right.
0: I guess Darby liked him too and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, I, <laughs> I was just so naive. I didn't yeah. know how the punk thing was just so trippy and crazy yeah. against arena rock yeah. ideas. I liked it.
3: I liked yeah. it. It just seemed to me like Perfect music, <laughs> like that German, that GI record. Seen
0: too, man. I was around people that, that you yeah,
3: know,
0: Raymond with Coltrane. and know, uh, just so many doors open to me. It's yeah. hard to tell people because they saw it as such a narrow thing, or like that thing, uh, that experience with the, the Black Flag. Star, yeah, yeah. I, I saw that shit. I didn't dig that. I didn't
3: like that. I, dig that I still don't like that. Like
0: no, I never. Because
3: I, because like I had short hair just because I liked short hair, but I could have had long hair easily, and it could have been me, you know. Yeah, bullshit. But I just like I would listen to that record and it just like the feeling of it was so powerful with like this, you know, punk rock music, you know, and I just and it 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 like up until that point I had put all of my 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 well not, not to say all of it, but most of my excitement in music was the quality of the musicianship. For what I saw, I was like, Well these guys really play well together, they can play really well, they have interesting ideas mm-hmm. And all that stuff was there, but in this real kind of simple way, you know what I mean, and yeah. but it was just so powerful. it was it floored me as much as like when I listened to Louis Armstrong when I was a kid, yeah,
0: yeah, that
3: same way, and I was just like yeah, it emotional just impact yeah, it just managed just all of a sudden I had this thing it doesn't matter what I play, if I play it with every fucking fiber of my being, it's yeah. going to mean something important, yeah because yeah. that's who I am, and that's my nervous system, my soul, my psyche, whatever it is it's going to mean something and and after that, it was just like, I just felt like I couldn't fail. No matter what I do, I'm going to put all my heart into it, and it's going to be good. Like, I just felt like, I'm going to do the chili peppers, and, and I had that started with chili peppers and had that attitude. I just didn't give a fuck. Oh, yeah. You know, before that, I cared so much. I wanted to be good. Yeah, I wanted yeah, yeah. to make, we got to, you know, it's all got to be perfect. Mm. And, and after then I just said, like, it freed me completely from all these constraints Change. of having to live up to something. Change your idea of it. Yeah. And just Even played. though you had
0: been doing it a long time. Yeah. From the school band and everything. Yeah. Uh, Maybe it made made more personal for you.
3: It made it more personal. It made made me feel like I didn't... It wasn't like some magic trick of having to be famous or having to be some genius musician or having to be anything. I just had to be myself. And myself, like the germs taught me that just being myself and doing what I do was as valuable as anything else and that's what I'm going to be.
0: Do you see music uh, go in some place or does it seem to come... In like cycles like like you just checked out a new music on another continent yeah 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 some of the stuff very traditional and stuff so what's new is you hearing it yeah 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 and so maybe rediscovery is a big part of them. maybe music isn't just moving in some like yeah thing.
3: no it's discovering things and being touched by things no matter what it is like and going it came
0: from a long
2: time
3: yeah like going to Ethiopia like those three ladies that, that were yeah. the first thing you know like they're playing this music it's like a thousand years old yeah older Old ancient Ethiopian stuff. That's where the first people come from, Lucy. You know, right. that they found the oldest bones there. Right, right, Lucy. You know, and, and and um, it's just that that feeling of hearing something, like when I saw those three ladies sing, it was like no distractions. Like you know, like as a musician, I don't know if you think about it like this, but for me, like when I'm playing gigs or doing anything, when I'm playing, it's always like the thing that I'm wrestling with, or the thing that I'm reaching for. Is that place of no mind? You know what I mean, of like no thought, no thinking. What am I going to play next? Nothing, just being a vehicle for this thing to f- flow. I have through the me.
0: fear of the choke. Right. <laughs> well, you, you know, know what they call it red light fever, is right. like when you know you're being recorded. Oh, right, right, right. If you could just get that out of your right. mind, you play so much
3: better. Well, that's the thing, is because because you because you're thinking about like all the the fear and the thoughts. is like what is the end product going to be? Yeah. What are the means to the end? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what, what is it? We're always playing to to get something. Yeah. To get a good recording or to do a good gig or to gain yeah. something in some way to be proud of this thing that you created. Instead, of, like, I saw these ladies, they didn't give a shit about anything. Yeah. And that's just how it is for them. Like, all those distractions and all those things yeah. that I'm always wrestling with didn't exist for them. Yeah. Because they're just playing this music because they love it because it's what they grew up with and it's what they do. Yeah, and yeah. they got together and it was no, it was so relaxed and so beautiful, so pure, man. You know? And like, and that's like for me, like seeing that, and that's just this you know thousands year old music yeah. that's inspiring because that's what I'm reaching for, you know, and that's like for me like the thing that i that you know like like the germs you know at their best, they're just yeah, yeah, yeah. playing their shit, being their friends, and playing what they played, and that's like you know when you're great, that's what it is, and I know like you know like for the chili peppers, when we're at our best happens once in a while it's that. You know, we're jamming or improvising or playing a song or whatever, yeah. but there's no goal. We're not trying to entertain anyone. We're not trying to do anything, but we are entertaining them by just touching, like, the the divine source of where it comes from, because that's what that is. Yeah, when right you right when right. you get all those distractions out of the way, you're just, right, right. you know, you're just, it's like breathing, you know.
0: More, it's closer to the nature of it. Yeah. And instead of ideas. Probably. Yeah. But ideas are important,
3: right? Oh, of course, Creat- yeah. Uh, composing? Of course. And you react against things that you hear and see, yeah, and you well, want to, like, take something and move it and make it your own, and, and you well, know... I can see that I, 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 a
0: lot of times this fear of choking. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. I cannot, cannot get over that shit. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> I don't... I, I don't yeah, I don't. I no,
0: me personally, I just yeah. I don't know why I, I, I get yeah. hung up on that shit because it actually makes you chill. Yeah, well,
3: totally. I get I get that sometimes, you know. I get that for sure. Or I just get you know I get self conscious or you know. That's but, what it is. Self conscious. Yeah, they don't like playing with me. someone I'm jamming, whether I'm not doing good or you know. I'm stinking up. You know, it was cool. Like, or, you know, last year I played with Ornette. I don't know if I told you I was playing with yeah, Ornette. Yeah, yeah, in
0: England. Right? Yeah,
3: and and he man. I was so scared for months. Like, I knew, like, two months before I was going to do it, and I was terrified. I practiced all day long. and sent me a CD on this. All I did was, I was like, all I did was work and work. And I got there, and it was like, he didn't give a shit about anything. Like, he's so open. He was just yeah. like, be free, make sound. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't care about anything. You know? And, and uh, it was like, that was a real lesson, too, you know? <laughs> Not that the practice wasn't good, but like the fear and, and the worrying about the that's, result of that's it. That's you know that. what I mean? Because he'll just play anything, he doesn't care.
0: <laughs> I know, I know, I know, but you got so much respect
3: for the man. He's oh amazing. yeah. Yeah, and I wanna like like okay, respect this is a once in me. a lifetime experience to play with my my right, heroes, right, you know. Right. You know. And but um like <laughs> Yeah, you know, totally. He was just like, Oh, don't you know, do whatever you want about it you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That but,
0: was a great lesson. <laughs> it really
3: was a great lesson, you know? I
0: mean, yeah. And how old? He's, He's late old. 70s or early Yeah, 80s. I think like
3: late 70s. And playing great and dresses real sharp. Yeah, and yeah. Kind of loud. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, not super. just sharp. Not oh, always okay. loud. I think well, in the I've 80s he went for those really. Plan. Was that in the 80s? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I thought when I dug it. Yeah. Yeah. But it was his
0: need, I had a big respect. And he carries himself without being big front ego. Yeah. I don't yeah. I was very
3: impressed. Yeah, he I said know. to me, he was saying to me like Why would you ever want to play the same music over and over? He goes, The only reason is money and pussy. That's what he told me. <laughs> <laughs> That's our next quote
0: He was trying something. Uh, putting out his own record or something. Yeah. Hmm. He, you know, Caravan of Dreams and stuff when he started in Fort Worth. He was,
3: mm-hmm.
0: he's kind of a mm. self-motivated cat. He really yeah. took some chances. But Have you read the Miles autobiography he talks about Ornette? I
3: haven't. I can't remember that part. It's bellidge. My Miles didn't like him? Like, Tony was,
0: Tony was the young man who knew what Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Tony's bringing Miles up. Miles.
3: Ornette. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Aren't you
0: sure like You got on a lot of those quote free guys? Yeah, yeah. But then I think they had their effect on me. For he sure. Started, yeah, getting in
3: that
0: direction.
3: Yeah. yeah. You know, sometimes. Yeah, but you know, in terms of my my musical journey, like yeah, it's always been like, like like, like, I, like I talk about like not towing a line with punk rock or with anything ever. Like for me, like the thing that I've always tried to stay true to is just. Doing what I like and playing what I like, and I've been really lucky to be able to make a good living doing it. And just have to be a musician, and it's what I always wanted to be. And I, and I, I think that everybody has musical talent. I think anyone who wants to be a musician can be a musician. I really do. Oh yeah, the school. Yeah, so I was saying before, like no, every when, when kid. Gave
0: you the, when
3: did you first think of the school? Oh, the, the idea to start the school. Yeah, yeah. Um, I first thought of it. I can't remember what, like, the first first I thought, because I, I have a friend who's a music teacher, and my friend Keith Barry, and I'd thought about, like, I just, really just kind of for him, that he, it'd be nice for him to have a good place to teach, you know, because he is, not that he didn't, you know, taught in a school down in the, uh, I think, like, Montclair, one of those places, Claremont or something, but, um, but he, uh, but a couple of things happened, um. I was at a basketball tour. I went to a, see a Knicks game in New York, and I'm sitting next to this woman, and she starts telling me she's the music teacher at Fairfax High School in Los Angeles.
2: Huh.
3: You know, my alma mater. Uh-huh. Uh, great, great. Yeah, and, and we're just sitting watching the Knicks game, you know, and I was like, whoa, really? You know, I went to Fairfax, and da 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 and she's like, yeah, I know who you are. She goes, I'd be really great if you could come down and speak to the kids one day about a music, ed- you know, about a career in music. And what it's like, I was like, great, no problem. So when I went to Fairfax High, they had, uh, they had you know, Big orchestra, a marching band, a jazz band. They put on big musical productions. It was great. Like, and, you know, and it was such a, a fun thing for me. And like I said before, it was really like the thing I had to hold on to. Right. A discipline, friends, social world, everything, you know. And um, and uh, so she says, come down. And I go down there, and it's like, I go to Fairfax Island and it's an empty shell. The music they department, when, when I this? went there, yeah, well, when I graduated in 1980, they passed Proposition 13, Reaganomics, and they cut out. They cut out all the funding for the arts programs, Proposition 13. And um, I went in there, and where it used to be, when I went there, you could take any instrument you wanted. I want to play the clarinet. No, oh, no, the violin. I'll play the clarinet and the violin. Whatever you wanted, they'd give you an instrument and teach you how to play it, and you play it in a group. I mean, what amazing, you know, what it should be. You know, and, um, and I went there, and it was all gone. All the instruments were gone. The music department, the rooms were empty. They had a volunteer teacher, like a couple of acoustic guitars, fucked up acoustic guitars, and some kids who were wanted to know.
0: Program was gutted.
3: Gutted. It was gone, and it was really like heartbreaking to me because uh, that place that I remember being so alive and music coming out of every room, yeah, yeah. you know, it was like nothing there, and uh, and it was really, you know, and I played for the kids. I went down there with Willie. Waldman mm-hmm. and Perkins, and we played, and you know, talked to the kids and stuff. And the kids were all excited that Willie played with Snoop, that <laughs> was the big hit of the day. <laughs> um, but after that, we um, I, um, that that really got it in my head. I should start a music school. I really should do this because you know these kids don't have an opportunity. And that, and that really got it in my head. Remember, but the final straw was about a year after that. I went to uh, I was in, I was like kind of like depressed about something, so I went down to Mexico. And I got this book by, by Horace Tapscott. Yeah. And, uh, i have really seen him a bunch. Yeah. He wrote this book called Songs of the Unsung. And it's his biography. He's and It's at the Watts Festival. And, and and it was a really great book. And it talks about like, how he started off his jazz career. And he was doing really well. He was like, touring, playing with different people, mm-hmm. getting signed, making his own records. But he felt really drawn to make a community center and a school for kids in L.A. And he started this, this music school in Los Angeles um, in South Central. And uh, Billy Higgins got involved. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, I'm spacing on the name of the place right now. But he started this music school. They, they, and they, they did gigs. They started orchestra. Kids, they have formed an orchestra. When the kids got good enough, they joined the orchestra. They did gigs at Lemerick Park, World Stage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it went on for years and years. And he really believed in it. And it wasn't just a, his place wasn't just a music place. It was also dance, poetry, center. And cultural center. But it was a place where kids could go and learn, learn music. And I was like, that's it. You know, if I don't do this, I had this idea, I'm doing it. And I went home right away and I just like, call my friend Tree, got Pete Weiss help me. I was like, let's get a place. I'm paying for it. We get a place. We build it. We make it a music school. We hire the teachers. We do it. I'm doing it no matter what.
0: It's the youngest student.
3: The youngest, well, my daughter is taken violin, she's four. Okay. Yeah. You see my, yeah. the students. There's, there's, there's old people in there, like, old, old, wow. Yeah, senior citizens. So it's not there. just kids? It's for anyone. One. Okay. Yeah, it's mostly, I'd and say- how many
0: students? 700?
3: There's 700 going wow. in there each week. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And we also, we use, like, there's a, a magnet school called Camino Nuevo nearby that we use um, for group classes, because we don't have a big space Yeah. for, for our group classes. And, um, in exchange, we, like, our teachers teach there, teach their school, and, um, and, uh, and then we use the Barnstall Theater, let's just use their theater for recitals, and, uh, and it's just...
0: Wait, so what about the teacher thing, is that hard?
3: Um, to well... To a teacher? To, it's, to be one or to get them? No,
0: for you, like...
3: Oh, well, it's been, like, when I've, I, I've talked... You started radically. with that
0: cat that- the my guy, right? He's yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? He's
3: the dean, and he's still the dean of oh, the school. Dean, yeah. And he had been like teaching music for a long time, and so he knew a lot of teachers and stuff to start with. And as time has gone by, you know, we kind of fleshed him out and got oh, like sure. a choice group of teachers, you know. Um, teaching it's great, man. I I've only Thank done it like I did two six month stretches because I didn't want to have to have time to really do it, you know. Because we don't want teachers that are going to teach and then disappear. Right. You know what I mean? It's really important for continuity with right, the kids. Right. Right. Um, but is really good, you know, like um, having a relationship what, with a kid. But, but you
0: pick in teachers is that kind of
3: tough? Oh well, don't. I, I, he does the picking. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, because
3: and he's he's kind of a hard ass about it. <laughs> I, I,
0: I would, but it's probably not just technical. It's some kind of people skills, huh? But yeah, I know it is for
3: sure. Do. It is for sure. Like like it's I. Not I, about just reading rules and uh, yeah. Well, instructions. different different. There's different types of teachers. Yeah. Some are more like real strict and academic. Some are more like Lonnie Marshall, you know. He's a bass teacher there. And he's more kind of like learning to play along to records and stuff like that. Teachers have different things. We try to keep it as academic as we can. Sure. Because we don't want... It's still
0: about reaching the kid.
3: Yeah, reaching the kid. It's about Um, reaching the kid. and different teachers have different ways. But we definitely want our school to be about technique and fundamentals and learning how to play an instrument, not at all about aesthetic. Like, if you want to be a rock musician, be a rock musician. you want to be a classical musician, whatever you want to do, go do it. Music's music. Music's music. but, But we're teaching you know Some academics fundamentals. and fundamentals and yeah. technique yeah. and reading music and 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 theory and like that so we just don't want it to be about like sometimes people get that thing oh flee school it's going to be like rock star camp or something <laughs> and, and, you know and it's like nothing to do with any of that we're you know and um yeah it's just been great you know and it's like it's, you know, we're coming up on our 10th year and it's just wow. really flourishing you know it's like it's, it's the a thing like having a good idea and going and doing it, and like it really was a lesson for me. You, you can do stuff, you know. Like actually started it and did it, and here we are, ten years You're later. Using that
0: same method, to yeah. Give back, you saw that situation.
3: Yeah, no, it was I just saw, much yeah, now. yeah, and was inspired by people doing something really great, and like Horace highest top. You know Scott what? Did.
0: It was good enough for me, and I'm, I don't need it. You know, yeah, it was like no, there's still debt, there's still need.
3: It. Yeah, so but right. yeah, no, totally, and you know, I just I feel like the the arts, you know. Like actually, Keith or Tree, my friend, I call him Tree. Yeah. He he um, came up with this like kind of a his like little slogan, which was like you know you talk about the three R's in school. Um, that where he proposes the three A's, which are arts, academics, and athletics, all being of equal value. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and it's really like not having arts in school. It's 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 so fucked up, man. It's like it's like child abuse. It's just like gotta it's so important you know you're gonna have a bunch of like kids grow up as ignoramuses with no and
0: the music only used to sell a candy bar or
3: yeah drink. music just to sell and this is stuff that gets forced yeah. down their throat on the radio and what's cool and American Idol and all this like corporate bullshit
0: thanks for teaching us about Ethiopia so yeah
1: that was yeah, righteous okay? yeah. yeah
0: and these ideas are great and uh oh, I want to thank you for being on the
3: show thanks I'm for gracious. having me I'm yeah, glad it's great you. having
1: you
0: yeah um Brother Matt, thank you. Cool. Aiden and bed, always. It's a February 21st, 2010, Walking Budro Show.
2: Thank you again, Fleet. Thank you. Keep your powder dry.